Hello, literary freedom fighters, and welcome to the Steampunk Dollhouse. Now, as you all know, I spent this last weekend in England, specifically in the lovely ancient city of Lincoln in northern England. I was there to present my Michael Moorcock paper at the Going Global Steampunk and Transnational Cultures Conference at Asylum Steampunk Festival. And guys, it was a fucking odyssey to get there. You don't even know. It was crazy. It was a seven plus hour flight from Dallas to Keflavik, uh, Keflavik Airport in Reykjavik in Iceland, um, which was something to behold on its own. And then from there, it was another roughly three hour flight into Gatwick, uh, which is just outside of London. And from there, I had to hop on the Gatwick Express to Victoria Station. And that is where I met up with the lovely and gracious Helena Esser. And we then made our way to King's Cross Station. And after two or three train switches, I can't even remember anymore. Um, We ended up in Lincoln. And it was truly one of the best and most nerve-wracking experiences of my life. And I really hope I get to do it again next year. Now, I want to give you a fair warning. This interview was recorded in Helena's London apartment on the Sunday night after we got back. Uh, It's really raw, more than usual. It's pretty rough, and you can hear the sounds of London street life in the background, Um, but it's atmospheric. So now, on to the interview. Okay, I am, well, you know what? Introduce yourself. Okay. <laughs> Hi, my name is Helena, and um, I've been interested in steampunk for a good 10 years now. I have, like, the moment I uh, discovered that I could do steampunk academically was one of my favorite epiphanies of my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I wrote my BA thesis on steampunk, and since then I've been trying to keep up with academia, and now it's my PhD thesis topic. So. And what is the specific topic of um, It's called Reimagining the Victorian Cityscape in Steampunk Fiction. So it's a bit of urban studies heavy, lots of movement city, very, very centric on London so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, looking at... The, the echoes and the ways that um, steampunk reimagines the 19th century specifically. Okay. And clearly, you're not, <laughs> you're not from London. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you grew up in Germany. In Germany. And that's yes. where you got your master's. Now, your master's thesis, or your master's mm-hmm. dissertation. Yeah. Thesis was also steampunk. My master's thesis was different. It was World War One basically. So oh, it was okay. um, female identity. Oh, okay. First World War memories. Okay. Memoir. For some reason, I thought your master's was also steampunk. No, for some reason, my professor thought I was done with that. <laughs> I was like, oh no, we've covered that. So, you know. Never done now with that. Now we said all the things that are to be said about steampunk. And I was like, uh-huh. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> and so, as all I probably discussed in the introduction, um, we are here together because of Asylum Steampunk Festival in Lincoln. Asylum 10 is 10 years. Biggest steampunk festival in the world? Yeah, in the, the solar system is what they say on the website. <laughs> in the universe. Yes. And it was fucking 
huge. It was massive. <laughs> it was crazy. There were some of the... I mean, I've not been to a whole lot of steampunk conventions. Mm-hmm. Been to Steampunk November and Wild West Victorian Fest. There was some crazy shit, man. Mm. There were some amazing costumes. There will be some pictures on my Instagram, and I'll post them on the Dollhouse Instagram, too. Um, but we both presented there, because mm-hmm. they do... Uh, so three years ago, you said? No, last year was the first. The first. They started. They decided to tuck a, an academic conference <laughs> into the middle of the festival, yeah. which is how I ended up here, as you all know from previous episodes. I did my paper on Michael Moorcock, and... Helena presented a paper on... Steampunk in Germany. And what was the title of your paper? Uh, <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> and gramophones, steampunk in Germany. <laughs> and it was lovely. No, thank you. It was. It was really good. Um, I'm actually... If you can send me the links for the videos... Yeah, sure. I'll post them. Yeah, I'll absolutely. post those. The videos that she posted for us, I'll post those in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was... It was very interesting. There were some unexpected areas for papers like uh Ailish I always say her <laughs> name wrong and she's so sweet Ailish Phillips mm-hmm. who did her paper um on folklore of it was the the ghost ship folklore as connected to steamships mm-hmm. and she was the first presenter and it was not a direction I had ever looked at before but yeah that was mm. That was really neat, and she did send me her paper, mm-hmm. so I can share some of that. <laughs> I'm not going to post that in the show notes, um, but I will probably be using that as reference for other things later on. Um, we got a really good discussion about the sewers <laughs> yeah. and tunnels and trains. Yeah. Uh, it was the sewers, the subways. And the hydraulic. And well. the hydraulic power yeah. um, from Victoria London. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, that was interesting. And the whole, I thought it was interesting because then they were talking about monsters in the sewer. Mm-hmm. And somebody said something about New York. In New York, it's alligators in the sewer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's, because everybody flushed their alligators. Obviously. Yeah, yeah people from do. people flushing their pet alligators. In the okay. So I didn't know they had the same kind of mm-hmm. legends over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I don't know why, they're so much older. I don't know. Um, we had, who else was in that first panel? Um, uh, was it Bill Vernon Wells? Yes, yeah. there was an, an interesting discussion about the proto steampunk of Wells and, and Vern, which has been discussed mm-hmm. ad nauseum. But it was interesting. Mm-hmm. There were some new points that I hadn't heard before, mm-hmm. so that one was a good one. Um, and most of these people you will be able to find on my personal Twitter. I have, <laughs> we have all been tweeted at and retweeted at because of Asylum, so you'll be able to find them all on my feed. I don't want to share them all on the show because I don't, yeah, I didn't ask permission of everybody. I know a couple of people listen to the show, <laughs> which was very nice to find out. Um, so the second panel was Helena mm-hmm. and, and you and me. Um, I actually <laughs> ended up going first because technology will have its way and threw a monkey wrench into the works. Um. And then a lovely young lady named Genevieve who went into some things that I had never heard about with mm-hmm. Japanese steampunk and geisha culture. A whole bunch of books that I am actually <laughs> I'm going to try to get information on. Mm-hmm. So that one was... That was great, yeah. Her hair was amazing. Yes. Oh my god, it was yeah. so... I can't even describe the... Mm-hmm sculptural quality of it. It was incredible. Um, and then the third program, 
Catherine Redpath, yeah, who started with the politics of with the political steampunk. The politics yeah. of apolitical steampunk. That is a conversation I will save for another time, yeah. because we all know my thoughts about the politics of steampunk. I have gone... Yeah. No, you go ahead. I have talked about that no, before. I'm, but I'm, I'm, what, what, okay. what were your thoughts on the apolitics, apolitical? Uh, most of those thoughts I honestly thought last year around this time. <laughs> because you've heard this paper because before. Because I've heard this paper before. And it, I think it has interesting points um, in how it looks at steampunk as a subculture socially. Like, um, that's the fact that steampunk culture doesn't have a specific age, specific body type, specific gender, specific um, way of like, seeing or including or excluding ability and disability. Um, so that you, like, unlike many subcultures who seem to be attractive to young people, uh, you can't really say who steampunks are, you know, because that's just not how it works. Um, <laughs> So I, I like this. I think she's she reflected that in her paper. Uh, I'll try to. I, I think I think that was what she was doing. Um, so that was appealing, but I also think that whenever memory, representation, remembrance, perspective is involved, there is politics at play, even if you're not aware of it, even if you don't mean to include politics in whatever you're doing, and. Even if that's, you know, because your perspective is already represented, you know. Um, there's always a type of politics involved, actively, passively, I don't know. You can't do, you can't go around playing with the past and not, you know, be political in a way. It's you know. unavoidable. Yeah. It just, most things that you delve into like that, politics isn't everything. Yeah. It just absolutely. is. It, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Even, was it um, last year in America during the women's marches and the, the, the pink, the mm-hmm. pussy hats? Mm-hmm. There were knitting stores that didn't want liberal women coming in there to buy their pink yarn. Okay. <laughs> so politics even invaded <laughs> knitting. Yeah, so it's, knitting is political. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, so, like, yeah, if you've ever seen, like, uh, guerrilla knitting, where people, like, go out and, like, knit stuff and put seriously? it on sign Yeah. I've <laughs> never heard of oh, that. Oh, you should look it up. It's really cool. We will look that up and put the links <laughs> in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, steampunk, political, apolitical, come find us on Twitter. Helena's on Twitter, too. Yeah, same. Or, what is your... If you don't mind sharing It's just it. my name. Helena Esther. Yeah. I'll, if you don't mind, I'll put a yeah, link in the show Okay, I will okay. put the link for her Twitter in the show notes. Mm-hmm. She loves to talk. She's really cool. So, you know, come find us. Tell us what you think about the politics of steampunk. But if you're listening to this, you probably already know. Um, and then we had Claire Nally. Doctor. Yeah, but she was the last one. Um, no, Curry and Wood. I thought Curry yeah. was the last one. No. Was Curry the last one? He was the middle one, I think. I don't. <laughs> well, we had Claire and we had Curian. Yeah. Curian's <laughs> uh, was about something else that I hadn't heard of. It was an Indian mm-hmm. steampunk graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Empire of Blood. Yeah. I am going to <laughs> try to... I'm going to go to Barnes & I'm actually going to buy a hard copy of it. I'm going to go to Barnes & Noble and see if I can find it. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounded crazy. Mm-hmm. With the... What was yeah. it? Queen Victoria or Queen Elizabeth? One of them is... 
a 2,000-year-old blood monster. Yeah, at some point, yes, apparently. But there's a lot of it about, there's a lot of the politics Mm -hmm. of imperialism and colonialism and the effect that it has from the other side, the viewpoint from the other side. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go look for that one. And then uh, Dr. Nally mm-hmm. talked about gender, and romance, gender and romance, and she her examples were steamed by Katie McAllister, and the soul is the first one. Soul yeah, is by Gail Carriger. Mm-hmm. Do you want to <laughs> do you want to talk about that on microphone? I don't know. <laughs> no, she was. I think she was doing a great job. I think it's uh, it's important to um, while providing all these kick-ass feminist role models in steampunk also be aware that sometimes they fall back into or we fall back into old you know old patterns heteronormative stereotypes yeah Yeah. i think i you know honestly i think that carriga doesn't do that i think you know obviously she sometimes you know there are conventions in a story and romance (laughs) has like a lot of conventions (laughs) that you need to fulfill in order for the romance to work you know so who am i to criticize that but and i think that carrie has great lgbtq representation in her novels and i think that especially with regard to steampunk and what it can do and what it can provide and how it can provide imaginative even if made up but still very helpful imagine gender histories is very very important so yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was a, a bit of an academic disagreement over the subject of that it was a good it was, it was she a, included a lot yeah. of really good information it's, it's just, a great paper and i'm definitely going to get uh, her book and yes um, she it's a reading it's a steampunk book right yeah it's i think it's, it was about uh steampunk neo-victorianism feminism and she said no November, I November, think. December. November, December. Yeah. So I'll be able to add that to the, the shelf mm-hmm. of the very small shelf of <laughs> academic nonfiction. Amazing, yeah. And I forgot to mention the uh, the second speaker in the first panel was William Sutton. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I didn't mention this. I forgot oh, to say okay. his name. Um, okay. He, he is an author. Um, that's That was interesting about this conference. Uh, we had received an email a couple of weeks beforehand mm-hmm. telling us that it was going to be a little more informal than mm-hmm. most academic conferences, which really just meant that not everyone up there was a doctor or even necessarily degreed in that. I mean, I'm not. I'm not degreed in those fields. I'm a librarian, almost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Sutton uh, is an author. I'm not even sure what his... Because he said he... he, No, he does teach. Yeah, he teaches teaching now. Yeah, he is teaching creative writing now. um, With Carl or at Carl's. Yeah, and our keynote speaker. uh, Oh my god, yes! Yeah. Yomi Ayemi. Amy, yeah, I think so. um, Clockwork Watch yes. series, a large, long series of graphic novels. He is, I was, I was about to say African American British man, but <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay, he is British and he is black. He is amazing, mm-hmm. and somehow he managed to get a table at Comic Con the first year. Yes. Yeah, this is crazy. That's what he told us. Yeah. But he um he was our keynote speaker. He spoke for about thirty minutes. Yeah, I think. yeah. Um, he had a lot of really interesting things to say. And again, this is I am always learning. You guys know that I am constantly trying to widen my field. So I had never even heard of this. Mm-hmm. But also, graphic novels haven't been as heavy on my radar as written text books. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and that is my own failing. Um, I just, I don't necessarily gravitate towards the graphic novel area. But I am going to look these up because he's got these planned through like 2022, I think Yeah, and, um, and I, I was so struck by how he sort of incorporates these live events where he's uh, Yeah, that's, I am definitely, I'm going to put a link to him in the notes as well because you need to check out his site because what he does, and he's doing one in America. Oh yeah. In California. <laughs> um, he does live, like not even LARPing. Really? No, like I was going to say workshops, but that's not true, obviously. Oh, but almost. Because yeah. after, because normies are there and steampunks, mm-hmm. and afterwards, people write letters in the vein, or the, the time period of the event, mm-hmm. and they're all on the website. Mm-hmm. But he takes these events and incorporates the activities into the novel. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> I was listening to something, like, how have I never heard of this before? <laughs> this is amazing. So, and, um... I would like to proudly say that, for once, I was able to ask a speaker a question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said that he had traveled, he had been in America, traveling throughout America, um, encountering different steampunk groups, and at one point he mentioned running into a Texas, a Texan, a steampunk Texan, mm-hmm. um, he's like, I don't know how he did it, but he had these long johns that he had <laughs> grubbied up. With the, you know, the, the flap in the back and everything. And his steampunk was dynamite. And I'm th- what did he say? He's like, yeah, you're from Texas. It would be dynamite. Yeah. And so when he opened it up to questions and I raised my hand, I said, I'm one of those Texas steampunks. And he started laughing. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. But I asked him if he had noticed any difference among the disparate groups. Because those of us listening... Most of us are part of American steampunk communities. We know how fractured some of them can be. Um, and also what the political climate is in America right now. So I asked him if he had noticed any any differences between the groups and in the way that he himself has been treated in America in recent <laughs> given recent events. And he actually said that he has received nothing but lovely, wonderful, welcoming treatment from the steampunk groups that he has encountered. And he said, he, I mean, he'd been everywhere. California, mm-hmm. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure where he ran into the Texas steampunk. It wasn't in Texas. It was, no, it was at a convention. It was at I a think. convention somewhere, yeah. He'd been on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he had been, he had experienced a good range of American steampunk. And mm-hmm. he said he's received a very welcome, a very, very welcome welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, American steampunks. Mm-hmm. Be proud. <laughs> um, that is the kind of thing I like to hear. Again, given everything that's happened, I like to know that at least some of us can be counted on to bring in our, our brothers and sisters from other countries and make them welcome, especially mm-hmm. with the situation that's only continuing to, be, continuing to deteriorate. Um, so he was amazing. And again, we'll get his information posted. Um, but it was... There was so many vendors. There was so much stuff I wanted to buy. <laughs> I just did not have the room. But the parade. Yeah, oh, so lovely. There was a parade. We're recording this on Sunday night after our trip back to, from, see, I landed, I flew out Thursday afternoon. I landed in, at Gatwick Airport here in London at 10 30 mm-hmm. 11 o'clock on friday morning i hopped on the gatwick express which was nerve-wracking because <laughs> people move too fast i took the train to victoria station and there she was waiting for me and mm-hmm. all her glory mm-hmm. 
Oh. <laughs> and uh, when I said, we should be able to take a train straight to Lincoln, she looked at me and laughed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not how it works. Uh, three trains to get to Lincoln? Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. it wasn't, it was a nice day. Yeah, it was, it was nice. sunny, it was a little, and then, oh, and my suitcase broke at Gatwick. <laughs> the handle broke, so that was awesome. Um, but we got to Lincoln, we had a lovely hotel room on the wharf, mm-hmm. um, we had amazing burgers, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they were incredible, I had a burger stuffed with brie, it was the most amazing thing I've ever had, um, and then Saturday morning, we got up, put on our duds, and walked. Yes, and right around the hill. I would also, I, I've already apologized to her, but I would like to apologize on, 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 on recording, she kept... <laughs> When we would talk, when we would talk on Twitter about this going there, and she kept saying, "But there's this hill. You don't understand the hill." <laughs> and I'm like, "It. What is wrong with her? It's just a hill. The street is literally called Steep Hill. <laughs> it is the most insane thing I have ever seen. Mm. I. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I was so afraid I was gonna fall and mm. just roll. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. She wasn't wrong about the hill. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was, but we, we, it was like 10 o'clock that morning or 9.30 that we were yeah. trucking our ass up, yeah. <laughs> through Lincoln in our steampunk attire. We got mm-hmm. honked at a few times. Mm-hmm. But as we got closer to the university, because we were, the whole city knows that this is happening. It's a, it's a citywide event now. Um, so the, the actual asylum takes place in multiple locations. Mm-hmm. Um, there is... The most amazing cathedral and castle. Lincoln, mm-hmm. if you don't feel like looking it up, I will tell you it's 13th century city, yeah, at yeah. least, yeah. at the very least, 13th yeah. century. The cathedral is 13th century. We didn't get to go in, um, and she's like, we need to look at the cathedral, and then we walked up and it was covered in scaffolding, <laughs> but we walked around to the side, and it was very lovely. The castle was gorgeous. Um, our panel on Saturday was at Bishop Grosstest, mm-hmm. is that okay. Bishop yeah. Grosstest University in the Robert Hardy Lecture Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of vendors in there. Um, we spent most of the day in the lecture hall, except yeah. for a brief break for lunch, because we wanted to listen to all the panels. Um, we had a better showing than I thought we would for mm-hmm. non-academic people. I mean, there's people coming in and out all day, but there were some good questions from mm-hmm. the audience, mm-hmm. so that was cool. Um, so we were there from, we were in that hall. <laughs> cold, <laughs> cold hall. Ferociously air-conditioned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we had some technical glitches halfway through. Um, mm-hmm. Genevieve had their, her the computer didn't like her her presentation. Oh. It just it was it, so pretty. It was beautiful, yes. and Microsoft just shit the bed and did not want to load up her presentation. Um, so I went first, and then did she go last? You went next, and then no, I went up and I just introduced me, and then and then it started, started working to go again. South again. So, yeah. And then she and then, and then she was able to go two and, and then second and I went back. We got you third and then yeah. at that point we did our question and answer session and then there was no time for <laughs> another break so we went right into the third panel um, and we were there six I think five hundred five thirty six yeah. and then we uh, we actually went with Curian walked. All the way down to the cathedral and the castle. The vendors were starting to close up, but the streets were also starting to get really busy. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's people that just come out to watch the steampunks. I got my picture taken, which was amazing. <laughs> I was very excited, and that never happens to me. Um, and so we wandered around, and we talked about, you know, <laughs> LGBTQ representation in steampunk. <laughs> it was a really good conversation, though. Yeah? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then we had 
We met some of the others for dinner at the King's Hotel. Yeah, I think so. It was the pub. Um, Carl Bell was our organizer. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> he didn't wear it during the day, but he constructed this amazing mm-hmm. steampunk arm. He's left-handed, so it was, his, it was his right arm. But <laughs> I think at one point when he was laughing with his wife, and he said, we tested it for this, but not for <laughs> yeah. this. So, yeah. Not a handshaking device. Yeah, because I went to shake his hand. I'm like, that's not going to work. But we had a lovely time. We Mm. were there until 1030. Mm -hmm. We had beers and we had food and we had wine and Coke Zero. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was a really good conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a lot of fun. And then we (laughs) tottered home down the hill. Yes, in our ridiculous boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and through the normal... Uh, oh, Saturday. Lincoln and youngsters. That was... Old partying. Yeah, and, that was uh, a little... There was a lot of people in the streets last night. They were very drunk. They were very drunk. It was not attractive. But you know what? We didn't really get bothered. No. Nobody no. had anything to say to us, which no, was what I was, was always nice. braced for. Yeah. But no, nobody... It was just like, you know, cultural shock kind of yeah. situation. And like you said, they're used to it. Except for the one lady that was chasing the other lady down the street to take her picture. Going, hey! 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 <laughs> it's just all she kept saying. Hey, lady in the whatever. And the yeah. steampunk lady wasn't hearing it or was ignoring it. And this woman, ch- and it, I would like to say here, oddly enough, not an American woman that was doing it. <laughs> she just chased her halfway down the street to take her picture. That was amazing. <laughs> Um, and then we, we collapsed. Mm-hmm. It was midnight by the time we got done with everything. We got up this morning, put on our duds again, a brief snafu about breakfast with the hotel. Um, and we were, but the weather had turned on us. Yeah, viciously. <laughs> it was so beautiful and sunny all day yesterday while we were inside. Yes. And this morning it, it was still sunny-ish. Kind of. For half an hour. For half an hour until we got to the castle and the cathedral and the parade grounds. And then the weather took a sharp and sudden turn. And it rained. Yeah. Guys, it it rained all over us hard. It was cold. Um, You can tell the natural-born British folk, though, because they were just wandering around out there in their costumes. Oh, and little tiny Queen Victoria. She had to be like six, maybe seven or eight. She was she was oh she was tiny though her she little, was tiny yes her little hoop skirt and the door blowing up in yes. the wind and her little blue sash yeah um so we got to see a parade and those pictures are posted on my personal Instagram I no they're posted on Helena's Instagram oh okay yeah um so you can find her through me unless you want do you mind yeah okay. at Candy Stardust on Instagram <laughs> uh she'll probably vet you before she allows you to follow her so don't be weird. Um, but we did post pictures, and mm-hmm. it was... Now, what did you say the squad was, the nurses that were in the parade? They were the... Uh, the Martian Expedition Force, I think, <laughs> they're called. What is... What is... Are they a LARPing group, or... No, they're a steampunk group. Okay. Yeah. Just one of the local groups? I think so. I, I should know more about this, because I follow some of them on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, but they're one of those groups who, uh... Who come together to do steampunk, and they have like a 
narrative. Oh, okay. You know, that you know, some like that they can work with. Catherine Fitzpatrick. Her. No, that's a different group. I didn't see them around this time, but uh, um, her dueling sash. Oh yeah. The parasol dueling. Yeah, they do parasol dueling and tea dueling, and there's lots of Victorian dueling. And we apart were, from the like real the actual dueling. You know, we the were the one not, you get in the Victorian novels, which yeah. are amazing, and the French novels. Uh, curiously. We were not able to ask Catherine any questions about her paper. That's true. Due to the fact that she was very busy and had to leave immediately after giving the paper. Mm-hmm. So, and you weren't able to ask her any questions the last time you heard the paper, right? No, that was a proper panel and we discussed stuff. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So. She had, but she, at um, that time she brought around, like, the entire Lincoln crew, <laughs> the crew. in costumes. So that was <laughs> awesome. Um. Yeah. So we couldn't ask her. I mean, I just I wanted to ask some questions about how you separate the political. I mean, mm-hmm. and I guess that goes back to how you read steampunk and how you play it. That's the same question. Do you yeah, read it for pure enjoyment or yeah. do you read something deeper? And then, but yeah, that the question that Curian asked me <laughs> that my brain almost went. He's. <laughs> What did he ask me? Um, what do you? How do? How do we feel, or how do we feel about the fact that so much of the punk is no longer in steampunk? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, which was curious because he was the same person who then later on said this. What I thought was very, um, um, I did too. Yeah, yeah, it was was very important that like steampunk is a phrase that was coined in the eighties by Jetta. Um, didn't in a ridiculous, out. you know, sort of ridiculous um, framework because he was asked by the magazine uh, what he was calling, you know, this new type of uh, gonzo historical fiction, I think is the yeah. term. Uh, and then he just randomly made something up in reference to cyberpunk. I was like, I don't know, let's call it steampunk. And it has more to do with the technological paradigm they were substituting for, you know, the cyberpunk aesthetic. Um, and has nothing. And had at that moment had nothing to do with any sort of politics, <laughs> yes, you know, or any sort of vision that he had for. It was just um, a knockoff for the genre. It was yeah. just those three writers, as far as he was concerned, it was just Tim Powers and Jetta and yeah. uh, Blaylock writing together, and because um, Moorcock had kind of. And he was Br- he was British. Well, you know. Moorcock, I mean, he had written his in the seven er, early no, 70s, I know, so but nobody else. Yeah, but they all knew each other. They, like, they were all California American. They all knew each other. Yeah. And they all wrote together and yeah. literally like went for beers and stuff together yeah. to talk about their writing. Yeah, and so Moorcock had moved on. He never pushed it. It was the Also, same he was theory. just never part of that it was never friendship part of the, yeah, group. He was know? never part of the group, so, so nobody else. Yeah. Yeah, and now, yeah. now it's something. And so he asked me how I felt at night. I, all I said was the same thing that I always say, that, you know, it's a huge group, yeah. it's a huge movement, it's wildly popular, so you can't control how everybody plays it. Yeah. You know, there's a core group who will still be interested in some of the deeper meanings, but not everybody will be, and that's okay. Also, I, you know, I do, to a certain degree, um... Agree. Like uh, Mike Pershon has written a nice article on this, um, and I think it's really interesting how he uh, he talks about early steampunk, like Jetta and Blaylock and the nineteen eighties variety of steampunk, and how um, lots of yeah, current steampunk seems to read into that, and how it sort of sets a punk agenda when it not does not really do that, and it's no, more like yeah. 
it's just adventurous. They're adventurous, but theirs are not. And you can, I think it's it's not wrong to call it punk. It's just not punk in a deliberately political way that sets like an agenda for the future. Yeah. You know, it's just more like, yeah, an aesthetic. Yeah. You know, in my thesis, I talk about um, early steampunk, like first wave steampunk and uh, urbanity, and how nineteen eighties urbanity is sort of punkish. Because all those subcultures play out in the city and yeah. play out in the urban space, and how that you know might be um, a way of connecting this idea of where the punk come from comes from and how it's acted out because it's it's a forum and it's where those youth cultures come in. Um, it's not necessarily yeah like Sex Pistols punk, you know. <laughs> yes, it's not. It's not antagonistic not and aggressive and yeah. anarchistic punk. It's yeah. It's punk in the sense that it's not the mainstream. It's not yeah, the it's not the mainstream. It shifts yeah. perspective. It highlights a few different uh, identities that you wouldn't normally expect. Inspect, expect? No. Expect. Expect. <laughs> Jesus. English is fun. Um, <laughs> Your English is perfect. <laughs> I, lose, I lose words all the time. Oh. It's my first language. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes the brain is like, nope. <laughs> Going a different way. Um, <laughs> Not today, what? <laughs> not today, English. Not today. Sometimes I English very well, sometimes no. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, and he's they just have they have different different identities and um all authors they they like to talk about how they went back to Henry Mayhew's uh London neighbor and the London poor. Uh which in itself like historically has its own context, its own motivations, like its own polit- politics. Um and they sort of like to go back to it as a source book. So, you know, there's different uses and there's different types of reading London uh, between 19th century and uh, 20th century. Uh, and all those fun things going on. So, um, <laughs> long story short, punk can have different forms and yes. different influences and, you know, be played on in different uh, contexts. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. That's what puts the fun in steam. Funk. Funk. <laughs> Actually, that's what Nisi Shaw calls her stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, steampunk is steampunk. Um, it's, it's like um, Afropunk mm-hmm. and steampunk, and it's like a whole whole different type of yeah steampunk. Yeah, or steampunk. Well, what depending. I for- I forgot to mention um, when they were asking me about my recommendations, the reason that Nisi Shaw wrote Everfair, she got tired mm-hmm. of all these white men writing steampunk. Yeah, <laughs> and she's I know. like, I can do that too. Yeah. And she did, and yeah, I, when she announced the sequel, I was, yeah, I'm very excited. So, everybody can play, everybody can do it. It's, uh, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, God, what all did we see today? We saw the mad scientist, and the girl with the, the, the flaming orange, yeah. yellow wings. That yeah, was, the phoenix girl. The fe- yeah, like steampunk phoenix. Yeah, and she had a Dumbledore with oh, that's, her. Oh right? my god, yeah. my brain. Yes, there Dumbledore was a Dumbledore. Dumbledore and the Phoenix. My brain didn't even put that together. Mm. Okay, I knew that there was something I wasn't. <laughs> it was raining. I was cold. It was very cold. Um, it was like fifty-five degrees, guys. I don't know what the Celsius is on that, but it was thirteen. There you go. Okay, we've been having it to do about the, <laughs> the conversions. Because Celsius does make a lot of sense. Because America it it starts with the because America point has of water. America has stood <laughs> strong with our Fahrenheit and our yeah. 
pounds and ounces. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. America's strong. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and I really would like to come back next year. I'm mm-hmm. once we find out what the subject of the papers is going to be, if they if they do it again. As far mm-hmm. as I can tell, this is kind of still in the experimental yeah phases to see how it does. But I mean, we had people coming in to listen, mm-hmm. you know, and I liked the fact that it wasn't purely academic than this one. It was a good range of all sorts of different mm-hmm. voices and people, so I'd like to see some more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we made a whole lot of references to a whole lot of shit in this that I am not going to put everything in the show notes. If we reference something that's not in the show notes or a book or something that you want to know about, just tweet at me. You know where to find me. Um, but we've gone on for about 35 minutes now, so <laughs> I will... <laughs> you are released from your... Okay. Your, yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to add about... It was a lovely weekend. It was great. I was, I was stoked to talk about, you know, Steve Fag in different contexts. And... Um, I have interest in that, actually. I was a bit surprised that people were actually coming up to me and saying, you know, I never knew about German steampunk. It was so interesting to see how it works, what it does. I don't know why it works. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it was fun. Good. Yeah. Nothing else you want to add? Nothing else you want to tell people? I don't think so, no. But what a... What a... <laughs> annoying... No. I, uh, we, I, you were I, a lovely traveling companion. <laughs> I was a panicked traveling companion. That is absolutely understandable, <laughs> given the length of the journey oh, and the guys, distance. It's so beautiful, even with the cracked up weather and everything else. It was, it was an experience. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was very different, especially for me, who's never been overseas before and also thank you to everyone that helped on the GoFundMe it's because of you guys that I'm here um, so thank you and it is 7.30 here and <laughs> I am catching a cab to the train station at 7am so uh, I'll be posting this actually I can spend my time in the airport editing this because I don't mm. need internet for that So I'll get this posted up just as soon as I can, and I will be back with you guys for a normal, regular episode (laughs) sometime soon when I have the time. Um, But thanks for listening, guys. Want to say bye? Bye! Well, I hope you guys were as charmed by her as I was. I learned a lot this weekend, not only from Helena, but from everyone I encountered. It was so amazing and so uplifting to spend time with so many big brains who share this passion of mine. Um, it was, I i know it sounds dumb to say, it was looking like nothing I've ever experienced, but it it was unparalleled in the vast majority of my weird experiences um it was something else it really was um now as promised the show notes are stuffed with all sorts of links for you to peruse and enjoy i even included the wiki page for that fucking steep ass street yeah that's right 
that goddamn street has its own <laughs> Wikipedia entry. And now for the presenters themselves, with the exception of Yomi, the keynote speaker, I have included only Twitter handles were available. Um, I wasn't sure how everyone might prefer to be found, but almost all of them are on Twitter, and you will be able to get more info from there. However, I did, under the books that were mentioned, I did include the first book in William Sutton's Lawless series, and I did include a link for Claire Nally's upcoming steampunk uh, academic work. It's not out yet, and it's not available on Amazon right now. I was able to hunt it down, though. So those are in the links as well. Now, if there's anything else you'd like to know about the trip or the conference or the presenters or about how sore my feet were, come find me on Twitter or shoot me an email. You know I always like to hear from you guys, rare as it is. And with that, we're done. We'll see you soon for Eve of Zombie Destruction or Why Nothing Ruins a War Like the Rising of the Dead with Justina Ireland's Dread Nation. And I really mean that this time. I will be back very, very soon. Steampunk Dollhouse is a Wind Up Girl Studios production and bears a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. It is written and produced by Elizabeth Hedrick. All episode music can be found at freemusicarchive.org. For complete attribution, see the show notes or visit our website at spdhpod.com. Been awake for 30 hours straight, switching from planes to trains to nightmarish cobblestone streets, and all you want to do is rest, but you can't, and you're wound up tighter than the drum, and you know you aren't going to poop for a week, but you still know that this trip is one of the best experiences you will ever have in your entirely weird life. Contact us for assistance at steampunkdollhouse at gmail.com or on Twitter at spdhpod. And finally, we thank you for tuning in. I'll keep reading your rights for as long as you keep listening. Blue Stocking out.